So what do you want to talk about? What's up? It's Jay Hood. Thanks so much for checking out the video and, of course, the podcast for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You can get your merch, by the way. Get your Tumblr. Get your T-shirts. Get all the apparel that you need for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Check it out in the bio of our Instagram at Good Karma Wrestling and, of course, at GKW underscore wrestling on Twitter. My friends, speaking of Good Karma Wrestling, that is the show that I do with Brian and Gabe Man, we got a special guest coming up this Thursday. This Thursday. It probably is the biggest guest that we've had on Good Karma Wrestling. If you've ever watched the show or listened to the show, you know we air live, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. You can catch the podcast. Of course, we're on Twitch as well, twitch.tv forward slash Good Karma Wrestling. Check out the show. we got a big guest that will be involved in WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Check it out. Make sure that you're with us live to check out a fabulous guest. You'll know soon enough. I can't tell you now, but it's going to be a pretty big guest. Why am I here? I'm here to talk to you about AEW Revolution. And to plug that guest we have that's going to be involved in WrestleMania. (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, So let me just give you some names from AEW Revolution. Ricky Starks, um, Hangman Adam Page, Wardlow, The Gun Club, MJF, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and Jamie Hayter. What do all of these competitors have in common? They all won at AEW Revolution. There was a line that was drawn in the sand by Tony Khan and those that put this together to say, you ready for the next generation of professional wrestling? You ready for the next generation of young studs that will represent this company? They're all going to win at Revolution. And that's exactly what they all have in common. And I love it because what we saw is from the beginning, you're seeing a great competitor like Chris Jericho. And he's in a matchup against Ricky Starks. And the question was, well, what's the juice with this? Are people going to be interested in this? Yeah, I was very interested in it because Ricky Starks won. And Chris Jericho did the job probably with a smile on his face. He's like, you know what? I just made Ricky Starks. And good for him because now that should jettison him to another level. You know, he gets a great crowd reaction. He wins the match. And even though you might not have liked the build, the point is, though, is that Ricky Starks won. The crowd was happy. So Christian, he's in a matchup against Jungle Boy. And you say, you know, is this a casket match? Is it what's going on here? Who's going to get buried? All this. And Christian Cage did the job for Jungle Boy. And again, Jungle Boy is one of these competitors in AEW that gets a great reaction. It doesn't matter if you like the match or not. Point is, though, is that you can see that Jack Perry is taking it to another level. A guy that didn't even want to do promos maybe 16, 17 months ago, they couldn't find the guy. They're like, Wait, where's, where's Jungle Boy? Now look at him. This guy has really been able to grow before our very eyes as a star for AEW, for the now and for the future. And then you take a look at a matchup like John Moxley against Adam Page, Texas Deathmatch. Some said, I'm so tired of this matchup. What else can they show us? You know what they showed us? They showed us that they pretty much damn near stole the show. That's what they showed us. Texas Deathmatch. You know how many Texas death matches I've seen since the 80s? How many great matches I've seen with Texas Death where, yeah, there's blood and, yeah, it goes into the crowd, all that. This is the damnedest Texas death match I've ever seen. A lot of it used with barbed wire and not just barbed wire that kind of scratches you a little bit. And cutting flesh, God almighty, the blood 
in this matchup between John Moxley and Adam Page. That's what a grudge match is supposed to look like. And guess what? We got every bit of it. It was a fantastic match, and Adam Page won. What happens to John Moxley from here? I don't know. But just the, the idea that John Moxley tapped out to Adam Page was just an amazing, amazing matchup and an uh, unbelievable scene. The stuff they were doing there, crazy. Jamie Hayter, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. What we find out is that Ruby Soho turned heel, and I think that's perfect for her career. I think it's great. Jamie Hayter still gets a great pop. I remember when she wasn't even the AEW Women's Champion, and she'd come to Milwaukee or Chicago, and I'd hear the crowd, soon as that first quarter, bop, 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 as soon as they heard the first quarter of her music, uh, fans were into it. Like, wow, here she comes. Because she's just a whirlwind, just a ball of energy, and she can go, obviously, terrific in the ring. So I'm happy for... Um, Jamie Hayter that she retained, but also the big story is that Ruby Solo's turned heel. So now with this this faction with Tony Storm and with Soraya, now what does this look like? I think that's kind of cool uh, what Ruby did because she needed a little bit of a change of pace. She's a fantastic baby face, but as a heel, it's going to be very interesting to watch. The Guns, the Acclaimed, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, Dan Housen, Orange Cassidy for the AW Tag Team Championships. Let me tell you how fast the air left the Chase Center. So all of this excitement about they claim maybe they can win, maybe they can't, just Danhausen completely over. You could hear the, the cheers for Danhausen. As soon as the gun club won, as soon as the guns won that matchup, it went from, ah, all you heard was their music. You heard nothing. If you talk about a win that took the air out of that arena immediately, as soon as the guns won, the crowd just went silent. It just went dead. The worst is when there's indifference in the crowd. It wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe these kids won. It was, ugh, the guns, they won this match after all of this. At least Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal get, get a reaction. Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy definitely over. the acclaim. you know how great they and special they are. But when the guns won, that was it. And it was also great to see FTR return. Maybe they have a long-term contract, and maybe they'll be utilized properly now in AEW. How about that for a change? Samoa Joe against Wardlow for the TNT Championship. So, it was great to see Wardlow win. If that was the worst match on the card, that means it was a hell of a card. And, like, I would give that maybe a B, maybe a B minus. But it's, that wasn't a bad match. It, it served the purpose, and Wardlow is the new TNT champion. So, what happens next now in Sacramento? All right? Does Hobbs win the championship from Wardlow? Or does Wardlow carry it for a while? That'll be interesting to see. And Samoa Joe, it, it's no skin off his nose. That guy's still ROH champion. He might be exclusively with ROH. We'll see now. But Wardlow, again, another young, up-and-coming star that the fans react to. Wardlow wins the TNT championship, and rightfully so. Good match. But if that was the worst match you had, that's not so bad, right? The Elite against the House of Black. I called it. I said that the House of Black would win. I said this on GKW. We were making our predictions. I wasn't sure if any championships would change hands. But I said if there was going to be one, it would be the House of Black. And boy, they were overwhelming. Like a matchup problem for the Elite, right? A huge matchup problem. 
or it's like the elite couldn't do their moves and all of their, you know, move fast because the House of Black would cut them off quickly. They were so impressive in this one. I really like the House of Black. And now House of Black and elite can go back and forth for the trails championships. I mentioned Jack Perry and Christian Cage, that last burial match. Happy for Jack Perry. He buries Christian Cage. Um, also, let me get to the main events. And that is MJF against Brian Danielson. Boy, you talk about delivering. You say what you want about the build, but my God, that match. And MJF retains against Brian Danielson. He had Brian Danielson tap out. This game, this thing was going 60 minutes and it went like at 65, 66. What a fantastic match. And it's one of these things where if you're going to go 60 minutes, it's an Iron Man match, it's got to be interesting. I thought it was compelling all throughout. I knew that MJF would do everything he could to try to cut corners and Brian Danielson's doing his jumping jacks and all that. I just thought the story that they told was very impressive. But again, it was a tap out by Brian Danielson. And it surprised me because I didn't think Brian Danielson was going to win the, uh, the championship. But I just think the way they went about their business, I thought was fun. But then the tap out. MJF will be talking about that forever, that he made the quote-unquote greatest wrestler in the world or best wrestler in the world tap out. We'll never hear the end of that. But MJF, hats off to you and to uh, Brian Danielson for an outstanding main event that went past the 60-minute mark. I just thought it was great. And I thought the pay-per-view was fantastic. As I always say, sometimes the build is just not there. The last one, two, three weeks of the build into a pay-per-view. But once you get into the ring, once you get the match in the ring and you get the card in the ring, it delivered. And AEW Revolution delivered. Make sure that you're with us on Thursday now. This upcoming Thursday, uh, someone special that will be part of WrestleMania will be on our show on Good Karma Wrestling. Again, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific. Make sure that you're with us. And let me get your thoughts on Revolution. Respond to this podcast. What do you think? Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jay Hood.